Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, March 3rd. Stocks are rebounding around the world. So S&P futures are up 26 points. That's about 70 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about the same amount. They're up 97 points. That's about 75 basis points. The major European indices are trading up about 60 to 70 basis points overall. You are seeing strong outperformance in cyclical value stocks. So autos in particular are doing very well, up nearly 3% in Europe. We're also seeing strength in basic resources, which are up about 1%. Those are the major global mining stocks. And then banks are up about 2%. And then you're seeing some underperformance in areas like staples, utilities, telecom. And then tech is mildly underperforming as well in Europe. And Asia was higher um, across the board. All the major markets seeing nice gains, especially mainland China and Hong Kong. So somewhat an inexplicable move this morning, similar to Monday where the rally was relatively inexplicable. And then also the late day sell off in the US on Tuesday, which didn't have a clear explanation either. So we're kind of churning in place for the most part. You know, the S&P has been about flat now going back a month. Um, you know, I suspect it will stay about flat and then you're going to see continued rotation beneath the surface as markets respond to yields. So you do have treasury yields higher across the board again this morning. Um, you know, I continue to think markets were more concerned about the velocity of the treasury move last week, not so much the absolute level of yields. I think the S&P will tolerate 10-year yields up to about 1.75%, at which point you're probably going to see more wholesale selling in the market, um, whereas right now the yield price action is spurring more of this rotation beneath the surface that we're seeing. Um, you know, just running through some major news, again, nothing profound, I think, that's really causing the rally this morning. A couple of items that stood out to me. Yesterday, you had comments from uh, Lael Brainerd, who is the, the Fed official. These were out during trading, um, but she became really the first Fed official to kind of talk about how bond yields are being watched very closely um, at the Fed. So Fed officials up until yesterday had been relatively um, dismissive of what's occurring in, in bond markets, talking about how it's a positive reflection um, of improved macro fundamentals in the US. So she came out yesterday echoing sort of what the ECB has been saying in that um, you know, while it is encouraging to see yields rise, and for the most part at the moment they're increasing in response to improved fundamentals, it is something the Fed will watch. Um, and she did warn about how um, you know an undue tightening in financial conditions could temper the recovery. So, um, you know, I thought I thought that was important. You do you now we're going to hear from Powell tomorrow. He will conduct the Q and A with the Wall Street Journal. Um, you know, to the extent he echoes those sentiments, I think obviously that would um, you know put markets at ease. All that being said, the ECB, which has been much more blatant in in rhetorically intervening and attempting to talk down yields, um, allowing expectations to rise out of their March 11th meeting. You did see an article in Bloomberg that hit earlier this morning talking about how the ECB does not see a need for quote unquote drastic action. Um, you know, so it looks like the ECB is trying to walk back a little bit of some of their um, you know, again some of their prior commentary ahead of this March 11th meeting. I think this is more an effort just to kind of temper expectations. Um, you know, there's a, there's there's still a lot they could do that would fall beneath the quote unquote drastic um, characterization. So the existing bond buying program, I don't think you're going to see any increase in the overall size of it, but they certainly can tweak the duration of purchases. 
um, you know, to the extent they they do see the need to clamp down on the yield increase. So I don't necessarily read too much into that Bloomberg headline about the you know the quote unquote drastic action or the lack the need the the lack of a need for drastic action. Um, you know, I do think you are probably going to see some type of um, a policy shift by the ECB next Thursday on the 11th. Um, it won't be dramatic, but I do think you know it. I think the market at this point wants to see a little bit more than words from the ECB, and that's largely because they have a lot of expectations increase. Um, no major economic numbers out today. You know, you did have some services PMIs. The European PPI, so this is an inflation number, came in modestly below forecast. Australian uh, GDP was was quite strong, but nothing that's really impacting U.S. markets for the most part. Um, you have a bunch of kind of conflicting headlines ahead of the OPEC decision tomorrow. So. Bloomberg on uh, late on Tuesday came out and said that you know you could see a million and a half barrel per day increase, um, including a five hundred thousand barrel per day increase for the overall quota, and then Saudi Arabia bringing back on the million barrels they've been holding back. Um, Reuters this morning pushed back a little bit on that, saying how OPEC hasn't made a final decision, so crude is rebounding. Um, you know, I do think you are going to see that one and a half million barrel per day increase. It's just a question, I think, more of timing. Um, you know, so Saudi Arabia will bring back that million barrels, whether it's done gradually over a couple of months or all at once. And then I do think you'll see the quota increase as well. But again, it's more just timing than anything else. Um, as far as fiscal policy is concerned, so remember the Senate now has the House bill. The Senate is now going through the process of, um, you know, editing that bill and making sure that they get all 50 Democrats on board. I do suspect that, again, you're going to see Biden get a bill worth about $1.5 to $1.7 back on his desk. Democrats continue to insist they'll have this done by the end of next week. So that would be uh, March 12th. Remember, some of the COVID unemployment benef- um, uh, benefits begin to expire on March 14th. So that's why they want to have this done by the end of next week. I think um, definitely by the end of March, it'll be finished and perhaps by uh, the end of next month, by the end of next week as well. You aren't seeing a as much pushback from Democrats in terms of the overall price tag. There certainly is. Um, obviously, the minimum wage is going to get stripped out. We already know that. And then there's, um, you know, you could see some some tweaks as far as eligibility for the for the stimulus checks, etc. But there's not dramatic pushback for the overall price tag. So I think it's pretty safe to say you will get this fiscal stimulus bill passed. Um, I think the next, the big question though is what comes next. So once that gets passed into law, you're going to see Democrats now pivot. And start to push this build back better plan, which is very um, focused on infrastructure spending. That to me is becoming increasingly politically impossible to get through. Um, you know, I think the price tag on that will be about two to three trillion dollars. Remember, that's over ten years, so that's not as much money in a single year as this one point nine trillion dollar bill is, which is essentially going to be exhausted all in a single year. Um, but I think the tolerance for these kind of budget uh, for these deficit busting bills is starting to fade even among Democrats. Um, and I think that's only going to become more pronounced as you see the economic recovery continue and as COVID fades. Um, so that I think I think the question now becomes not so much if Biden will get his stimulus bill, it's what happens with infrastructure spending. On the COVID front, you know, the news remains very strong. I think, you know, increasingly markets are less responsive to positive COVID headlines just because the base case now assumes the achievement of herd immunity in the US by the end of April. So Biden came out yesterday. He had been saying that any U.S. adult that wants a vaccine would be able to get one by the end of July. He now says they'll be able to get one by the end of May. So accelerating that by two months. You know, I think the market already was kind of in the mindset of end of April, end of May. So that's not really surprising, I think, to markets. 
You had a couple more encouraging comments from certain companies. So Lyft and Urban Outfitters talked last night about how they're seeing you know positive trends as COVID fades. Um, again, I think the market is largely assuming all that um, already. So you're going to see less positive responses to these encouraging COVID headlines. Um, and that is essentially everything for today in terms of macro news. A bunch of micro items. You had a few earnings out last night. Um, I have everything detailed in the piece this morning. On the calendar for today, the focus will be on the UK budget, which will hit at 7.30. I think the big thing to watch will just be kind of the tax hikes that are included in that as that country attempts to um, you know, improve its deficit outlook given all the money that was spent for COVID. You have a couple of economic data points for the US, ADP jobs report, A15 services, ISM at 10 a.m. Um, a couple more Fed speakers. But again, the big Fed speaker is Powell tomorrow. Um, with that Wall Street Journal Q&A uh, around 12. And then you have more earnings today. So um, Dollar Tree will be the big one this morning. And then after the close, you have um, a couple of momentum tech names, um, including Splunk, Snow, and uh, OKTA in software. And then Marvel also is after the bell. Exxon has an analyst meeting at 9 a.m. That is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.